Hello and welcome to House Lights, the podcast that reviews recent entertainment coming from multiple platforms. This week, we are discussing One Direction. It was recently the 10th anniversary since the band started, and we are going to unpack how they've not only changed us, but others as well. I'm Samaya, sitting here with Keshi. How are you doing today? Hi, Samaya. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. So, I know for me, One Direction was something that I discovered when I was in middle school. I was in love with those five boys uh, for like the majority of my life so how how did you first discover one direction well i remember it was pretty interesting because uh i was back in india at that time and uh my best friend we were in middle school she came up and she said you have to check out this one song i heard which was then what was too beautiful mm-hmm. so i heard it was so catchy and you know it, it no one knew that it such a phenomena and like the international you know recognition this this uh, like band got before one direction i don't think any of us me or my friends or people you know like my age back in my country knew what a boy band is so i was very much you know like completely into the fangirl i remember my whole teenage life pretty much being you know just dictated by one direction <laughs> yeah i agree it's um it's kind of crazy just to think about how many people know the name One Direction and, like, at least have some recollection of the band. Like, for a band that started on the X Factor just to become that big is crazy in itself. I just remember, like, trying to get as much merchandise as I can, but I was, like, only 13, so I didn't have my own money. My parents were like, no, I'm not spending $80 on a hoodie. But it was... It's, it's crazy how long ago 10 years scene but still seems like just yesterday that i listened to my first song actually was live while we're young that was the first song i ever heard of them and i didn't like it but then i did like it <laughs> so yeah yeah it's, it's funny how you mentioned that a band who was just on next doctor show gained so much recognition worldwide because yeah every country you know have their own like reality singing shows like these but somehow the band who did not even win that season, mm-hmm. became so famous and gained so much reputation that girls, boys, everywhere around the world just go screaming, at least they used to back then. I mean, I know that I still do at times, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's been crazy. And I remember that any like my friendship was so easily bought when I was a teen, as long as you get me a One Direction merchandise, mm-hmm. I'm your best friend. <laughs> People like used to do that all the time to me. If I'm mad at someone, I remember once my dad missed my 16th birthday, and I was really mad because he had to go on a you know last minute trip. So he came back and he had all this One Direction t-shirts, friendship bands, and a doll of Nile who was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not even mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, my favorite was Harry. I don't know. I still like his music, his solo music to this day, but. I remember um, that I was like one of those people who were like, I'm not going to like One Direction. Like, that's so basic. But I end up loving them. Like, I have all their albums on my Spotify saved. I know all the words to those songs. Still, I listen to them all the time. And I also thought it was interesting that, like, they've been um, on hiatus since 2015. But the fact that they were having a 10-year anniversary brought along so many directioners on social media that... It's just like the power they hold 
is like astronomical. I love it so much. Yeah, I think it's got to do something with, you know, how like progressive they were during their time, like five albums in five years. It's, yeah. it's not easy. And I don't know many artists who do that or like bands in general. So I think it was just like progressing. Like I think the publicity or whatever whoever decided to have, you know, such a, you know, rapid change of succession in their career. I think it was really good decision in the sense that, you know, they gained more and more fans as they went along the way. It was mm-hmm. a very like nice, you know, like uh, like a way of you know just keeping your like fans and even gaining more at the time and just you know holding that tandem. It was really good. I just am sad, you know, like how quick the process was and it was basically like you know how quickly it ended as well. So mm-hmm. that was something that was factor to me. Like um, I think for me specifically, I would say I kind of saw fame's departure coming but the very next year the last album came up made in the game and then all the boys disbanded that was something i definitely did not see coming how was your reaction to it yeah (laughs) i was very upset for both i did feel like they was going to be um leaving soon i could just tell from like the concert videos and just different things like watching them and i could tell like he was he didn't like the boy band lifestyle anymore, which is fine. But when they announced that they were going on hiatus indefinitely, I was not okay. Like, and that was a terrible year for me. Um, I I wanted to talk a little bit more about um, OT5 versus OT4 because I know a lot of people were saying, like, if they reunite, it has to be all five of them. But Zayn left the band before One Direction went on hiatus. So what do you think about that? You know, it's funny you mentioned that because um, I was just so excited all over the internet on July 23rd when 10 years were completed and I was like, uh, you know, like just waiting to see what they have brought to us. I was anticipating waiting and saw all these, you know, tweets that Niall, Harry, Louie and Liam were, you know, like posting all these sentimental and nostalgic, you know, kind of memories. And then there was nothing from Zane. And I think the whole world knows of it because there were so many memes, so many comments about it. And, and you know, it is interesting because, you know, you could feel it. Like you said, it is a very good point that, yeah, you always knew, people always knew that Zane did not really want it to be in this whole boy band. He did not enjoy dancing or, you know, sharing the stage at times too. So, mm-hmm. so it, it just feels that way. But, you know, it is surprising that you spent, you know, four if not five years with you know your like fellow boys uh, like band like your members and then you just you know like okay fine you dropped out but it was like you know there's no sentiment or no emotion attachment you see which as a one direction fan is crazy for me because those five boys used to be everything about the way i would talk or listen to or see or make friends based on and mm-hmm. then to see you know like it's not you know that much of a connection in, you know some of these boys I, I think it's somehow you know psychologically impacting which is which is crazy how you know the whole like one direction phenomena just took you know took over my life and the point that i'm in my 20s now and pretty much over the fact that they're not together I, it still affects me on these you know things like that <laughs> yeah i agree like zane zane was a, a part of one direction for me obviously for everyone and i expect that if they were to reunite that he would not be in the band because he left willingly 
But it did shock me that he didn't decide to post anything about their 10-year anniversary because he was part of that band for such a long time. And it makes me think, like, what happened behind the scenes? Because there's so much that the cameras don't show that it's... You have to really think about, like, um, was it actually okay between those five? Like, did things end on a nice note as they seemed like to us? Even though he, um... I remember watching Where We Are, the concert film in the theaters, like me and my friends were screaming out the lyrics and everything. And even then you could see, like, Zane was just not into the whole, you know, the vibe. Like, how there were 80,000 people in Milan, and then the other members were feeling so overwhelmed, especially when Right Now played, like, they were singing that song, and the whole, if you remember, the stadium, like, did something very special. They held up We Are One, the family banners, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out. And they was just so unaffected. And I was like, even me sitting here in my home watching this, I'm yeah. crying. They is just so unaffected. I think that was, you know, where I realized, okay, I don't think, you know, he's going to stay in the band for much longer. And like you said, yeah, he left in the middle of the course, you know, for promotion, gone home to your side, which was honestly, I mean, at first I was like, no, I'm not going to listen to him because I'm a, very, you know, loyal directioner, but, but he, he did great, too. I mean, mm-hmm. no one can deny that. <laughs> yeah, that, that brings me to another point, their solo careers. At first, um, it took a while for them to jump off as soloists, I think, um, after, I want to say, and I'm not absolutely sure, that the first person to release something was Louie? I could be wrong, but... <laughs> It took a while for them. Yeah, I think it was either one of those two, but it took a while for them to, I guess, get used to being on their own. And but once they did, like their music is really different from each other, which also makes me think like how how does that affect the songwriting? Like you have Harry, which is more of a like alternative like rock type feel, and then there's now with more of an acoustic pop, and then Louis is more um EDM type music and um, Liam is like hip hop so it's like how does that affect the music that we heard as a band because I love all of the best solo artists but I don't know how in the world they would do any songwriting (laughs) with the different tastes that they have I wonder what were your thoughts on that Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's a really good point you picked up because that's something I think everyone has noticed how they have, you know, emerged into their own personalities and their own music styles through their voices. And like you said, yeah, I mean, uh, I remember listening to Sign of the Times versus This Town versus um, Strip That Down. And then um, I think, I believe, um, Louis' song was with uh, Big Rexa. I forgot the name, it just blanked out. Mm-hmm. But then, Pillow Talk About Gold Means First. And if you like compare all these five, you know, the first singles that all these people released, all the boys, it's just everyone has extremely, completely different vibe to yeah. it. It's not even something, you know, you can listen in the same place, in the same atmosphere at the same time. That, yeah, you know, I heard first this song, then let's do this one, then that. It's just, you need to be in a completely different mood <laughs> to hear that, which I think, you know, Going to back to two years ago, 
I mean, it's still very much, you know, like a lot of those same, same artists, and especially One Direction, I, I hear a lot of, you know, their music even now too, specifically to what they're, you know, making now. But, but it's just interesting how the whole vibe, you know, like One Direction at me being a 12 year old literally defined me when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And now the members, how they make their music now, they find me as, you know, a 20-year-old something. And I think it's really interesting because I feel they're growing in their own career as well, you know, finding their own, like, personality and what they like or not. Yeah. I I agree with that 100% because I know for a fact, like, I love boy bands even to this day, but the first boy band that I listened to was One Direction, and it kind of shaped how I listen to music now. Most of the people I listen to are in a type of group. I hardly listen to solo artists besides the One Direction boys who are not solo artists. But um, I think having that effect on so many teenagers when they were that young is is crazy. It's really incredible because it changes, like, how, how these teenagers grow up. Like, they, so many people my age and a little bit young, older and younger they, like I said, they know of One Direction. They know, even if they were a fan or not, they knew of the band. They know what power the band had for those five years. And it's crazy that it was only five years. Like, One Direction became a band, I was nine years old, and now I'm 19. That's That doesn't seem that long, but it's, it feels that long. So, I yeah. Yeah, it was like a whole, those five years, feels much more than a decade or era, you know, like you just like were completely submerged into it. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to another interesting question. Which was your favorite album? <laughs> My favorite album was Midnight Memories. I just I can listen to the album from top to bottom without ever stopping. Like I don't know what it is about it. I it's just like it has the party song, but it has like the love song. It's it's such a great album. It's always been my favorite. What what's your favorite? Ooh, okay. <laughs> I think it's kind of tied <laughs> between Take Me Home and Made in the AM. Mm-hmm. I think Made in the AM kinda I'm kinda biased because it was your last album and I feel very nostalgic and also like, I feel like you know they try to introduce something new because some of the songs, most of them actually were a little bit dairy derivant, you know, how they usually the kind of pop or mainstream songs they used to sing. Mm-hmm. But but if I were to you know like remember one Direction at its best, you know, the, the album that made me fall for them was definitely Take Me Home. But it's interesting that you say Midnight Memories because my all-time favorite song of One Direction, which is Happily, is from that album, yes. from Midnight Memories. And yes. it was written by Harry Styles. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Midnight Memories just has so many bops for me. Like, I love, best song ever, iconic. I the video and everything about it is just iconic but then there's like story in my life which is a song that a lot of people know of one direction it's like four songs that people know of one direction what makes you beautiful uh best song ever story in my life and probably history because it played a lot but yeah i don't know that album it just hits home for me <laughs> Yeah, oh no, I agree. And it, it's funny, like, I mean, like, how you said, you know, I, I just remembered a very interesting, you know, thing I wanted to bring up as well. Mm-hmm. So when you say a story of my life and how the vibe it gave you, you know what's funny? I remember that how most of my friends back then used to think story of my life is a family song 
a cover of the music video, which mm-hmm. which I was like, are you kidding me? Have you heard the lyrics? No, it's a very much of a breakup song. Yeah. And then my friend was questioned, then why did they have this whole story of their lives with their family photographs and everything? I'm like, that is because One Direction never has music videos that actually relate to the lyrics of the song. That is and so true. I don't know what's going on there, but it was, I mean, I have followed so many artists throughout. Some, you know, would have like a very basic video or like a very chill vibe to go along with the song, which may necessarily or not have a storytelling or may or may not relate to the song itself. But One Direction, they never had a relation, you know, correlation to the song and the music video. It was completely two different stories being told in there. And mm-hmm. I think it, it was, I don't know, it was something, I mean, that, you know, I think people, either if, if they didn't notice, they at least, you know, like, appreciated it when they later on realized that, that, you know, there, there's something going on, there's no correlation, but people love it anyway. Yeah, I think for their videos, they a lot of their videos were... They were a lot of more lighthearted, um, leaving out story of my life. I think it was a, mi- a bit more heavy, but they were really lighthearted to me. Like they didn't like what makes you beautiful video, for example. Like it's just them dancing around on the beach, singing their song. It's their first single out, and like yeah, and it's like a campfire. Like I mean, it kind of fits the song, but it doesn't. But I think it kind of fits the vibe of the song, not necessarily what the message is. But how you should feel while you're listening to it, which is something I really liked about their videos. Yeah, that's a good point. You bring it up. Yeah, now that you mentioned the vibe. Yeah, I mean, even if it's you know, it's like for space going back to Tori Ola, like it is having a little bit of a heavy, intense vibe, and that is somehow also reflected in the video, even though they don't necessarily you know correlate to the story of it. But yeah, that is. Yeah, and I mean, it's mostly, you know, like the, the song you mentioned, What Makes You Beautiful, or Midnight Memories, <laughs> or If You Live While You're Young, those kind of the songs, you know, which basically are like the kind of light, chill songs, and then they have that pretty much a little vibe where boys are just, you know, at the beach, or in a into park, or, you know, at a boat, and just chilling, mm-hmm. and then there are other songs too, you know, which, which, like, you would feel a lot of intensity in them, and then the video is... A completely different, you know, angle. Although mm-hmm. the vibe is same, but it's a completely different angle. So I was very impressed. I mean, look at seeing my girl. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening in that video, but I very much enjoyed the vibe. <laughs> Can we just discuss the fact that they they just sprung long hair Harry on us and steal my girl without any like regard like the video first of all the video is wild like there's no correlation to each the video itself or the song and then like harry comes out with this very long hair that he did not have in the last era and you're just like what is happening that that's a whole different topic because because it, it wasn't a break between midnight memories and four but it was enough where you would like not see them for a while and then they all come and they all just look so much older and yeah so that that era was something different <laughs> oh yeah that's it i remember watching the video because i'm like i'm watching every one of these you know like how during the chorus or during their solo parts and i'm like we were sorry we were sorry we were sorry and then he comes during his bridge part from you know those like uh like kind of cloudy doors and i'm like did he just walk out of heaven with those hair literally that was the part i remember having that <laughs> point when i saw the video the first time <laughs> but yeah I, I think it's you know i mean it's 
remember to kind of relate, you know, how the years progress with One Direction and their albums. I think someone can easily do that with hairstyles, hairstyles. Yes, yes, they yes, yes. Every, every <laughs> album, and they were like going right along with the vibe of the album. Yes. Harry's hairstyles and the amount of blonde in Niall's hair because it slowly got less and less as you went from um oh wow what's the name up, up all night and to um made in the AM. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if, if, you know, like I mean, I don't know if it's superstar actually show their hair or if that's actually just a rumor, but but if it's true, Harry and Niall should definitely do that. Yes, 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 they should. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so coming back actually, to the last question, um, what would you say is like, give me top three songs that you immediately can think of when someone says One Direction, the songs that you think define One Direction? Okay, so, the iconic What Makes You Beautiful will always pop in my head first. Um, then my favorite song, best song ever, on four, uh, Midnight Memories, that's what I'm going to say. And... I'm gonna have to say um, AM off of Made in the AM. It was just a good ending to that era. It was like, ah, very emotional. I love it. What about you? What are your top three when someone says One Direction? Funny, what you just said are like three of those songs are in my top four. And I will <laughs> very much agree with you on what makes me beautiful being the very first that because it was the big name and you know, that's basically the most catchy song that people would worldwide know that song for sure, and they just buy one direction. Mm-hmm. And then that song ever, yes, it was just, you know, the whole music video, and then I know that they did it for the promotion of the scissors, and even the song itself, it's just a very, like, one direction at its best. All mm-hmm. of them enjoying them being each with each other, you know, happily singing to the lyrics, at least that's what we can see through. But yeah, like, if, if anyone knows beyond what makes you beautiful, you know, out of America or out of, you know, the whole popular culture phenomena, then they would know that, yeah, that song ever is yes. definitely also by one production. And then my personal favorite, um, have you said me, uh, made in the AM album, I would say it's, uh, mine is also from there and it's, um, a temporary fix because I don't oh, know, God. it's just, you know, something <laughs> completely different. I mean, it, it's one that is right, but also very different, kind of more mature. And then the whole music beat that, you know, they did it with it. I think they tried to, you know, bring something new. And, and that song is one thing that, you know, no matter how old I am, where I am, if I hear this song playing, I can't stop my feet from just like going on the beat and dancing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for so much for listening this week. Uh, make sure to tune in next week for more house lights. Bye. Bye. See ya.